Hi, this is Herman from Austria. I'm managing director of Bisurance, company specialized in embedded insurance solutions. Very interesting issues always on InsurTech Business Series podcast. I can highly recommend to tune in. Welcome to the InsurTech Business Series podcast. I am Fulimi. And I am Gamola. And together, we host the most exciting podcast on insurance and insurtech related topics in Africa. Stay tuned. Hi, nice to meet you. Oh, great, great. Same here. Uh, how are you doing today? Great. Had a nice day and looking forward for our discussion here. That's that's awesome. Same here, same here. Is it possible that you tell us about yourself? I mean, um, apart from the fact that I know that you are a Haman and you um, <laughs> All right. like to learn about Haman. All right. So after university where I finished an uh, MBA in business administration. I worked for social security in healthcare. After that, the next 20 years, I worked myself up in one of the largest insurance companies in Austria, starting due to my uh, previous work in uh, health insurance, moving to life insurance, and then to sales. I ended up as a, a member of the board for P&C, uh, and then sales. Finally, I quitted my job and started an education on digital sales and digital change processes in, in Oxford and Chicago. Uh, and since since then, since two years, I'm now managing director of Bisurance, uh, an insurtech uh, specialized in embedded insurance based in Vienna. But uh, I hope uh, we, we will talk about that later. What jumps up to me is... You moving from, you know, the, like you say, legacy uh, based insurance. Yeah, very, very old, very conservative <laughs> insurance company. I mean, how are you able to do that? Because, I mean, one of the issues that uh, InsurTechs, you know, uh, who we have spoken with have is, you know, having that, uh, let's say, language barrier, you know, of, okay, well, this is how we can be. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you transition, you know, between those two worlds? <laughs> Well, I, I, I was always very interested in digitalization and, and I was always frustrated that uh, these incumbents don't move. So <laughs> finally, I got to a point where I said, well, I have to change that and then and, and try also to, to be part of the change of that industry. And that led to my, to my uh, quitting the job and, and getting education, <laughs> decent education on that, on that issue. Uh, and then finally, yeah, good enough. I found an, an introtech to to connect with, uh, and I see also that it, it's it, it's it's helping a lot to know something about insurance, even in an insurtech. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, can you give us a picture of I mean, what the uh, Austrian insurance and insurtech? space is like. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to do so. First of all, I have to say that I'm a little bit uh, ashamed talking about the size of Austria then because I, I realized that, that only Lagos has about 15 million inhabitants. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just, 
Just bear in mind, Austria has 8.9 million inhabitants <laughs> altogether. <laughs> you see, that's quite small. But we are the eighth, eighth highest GDP per capita in Europe. Mm, wow. So that's uh, yeah, we're pretty pretty good on economical terms terms, um, and as most of European countries, Austria faces a, a saturated insurance market. Growth was one point five percent in P and C, two point six percent last year. So you see a low low uh, growth rates. Um, and the Austrian insurance market is also pretty concentrated. Three companies collect more than 50% of the premiums. Mm. Uh, the premiums are divided amongst uh, 50 million contracts with a sum of 18 billion euro. would be 2,000 euro per capita, which is mm. quite a lot. So that's also one of the reasons there's very little room for growth. Mm. And uh, as the market is so concentrated and, and saturated, digitalization is, is very low. Policies are still sent by post. Aggregators play a minor role. And to sum it up, it seems that insurance uh, companies in Austria are at least 20 years behind banks in digitalization. So that leads us to Intratex. There are some very fine examples of those in Austria now. Uh, just to mention our colleagues from, from Riskeen, which they, they help insurers to digitalize their sales. Panino, who uh, digitalize uh, company pension schemes. And last but not least, Insurance. So there is uh, a, a lot of room for, for getting those incumbents a little bit more modern. I like the fact that you mentioned this because um, this is something that we are trying to, you know, maneuver um, currently in Nigeria. So having seen all of these challenges, how, how have you been able to use Bisharance to, you know, cater to this market? Um, I know that you've identified the gaps, but how have you been able to use your organization to um, try to mitigate and, you know, bridge that path? Well, what, what what we are offering is, I mean, it, I, I I don't know much about the, the Nigerian uh, uh, insurance market. The, the the only things I know that it seems that they are pretty far advanced in their digitalization if you compare it to Austria. But in in Austria, for example, the the stuff we do is embedded insurance. For example, you need real time policy issuing which none of the insurers is able to do. So in some cases, even the insurers ask us to provide them the IT services to do so. And uh, in other cases, we come with, uh, with, a f with the client and with a full project and just look for coverage. So that's, that's how we, we try to get into that market and to try to get uh, the, this idea of embedded insurance uh, running. Mm -hmm. that's, 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 that's interesting uh, that you said, uh, said that. And I mean, where does uh, COVID-19, you know, come into um, all of this, uh, looking at um, how the pandemic has really affected the industry worldwide, you know, from the Austrian perspective? Yeah, right? de definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. 
How 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 has it? How what, what has changed? <laughs> did we really? I mean, did you need to wait for COVID to do that? Yeah, just just bear in mind that then in Austria last April we were somehow I mean locked up. There was a complete mm-hmm. lock up, and. Uh, internet sales were skyrocketing. It was unbelievable. So even mm. even the most conservative insurers mm. realized they have to change something in their sales uh, in their sales offerings. Mm. And they're now trying to do so, but due to their old uh, in uh, old IT systems and their legacy, it's very, very hard for them. Mm. And also that uh, customers are now used to very good ways of buying things, very easy ways. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to, to have paper. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have boring conversations with a broker mm-hmm. for a simple insurance. They want mm-hmm. it on their, on their fingertip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, speaking of, of, of customer experience there, right. Um, I mean, that's something that, I mean, personally, uh, we have, uh, I have seen um, that has really changed. You know, a lot of insurance companies are now more conscious about, uh, about that. Right. Uh, Maybe maybe you can even start with I mean the whole idea about embedded insurance. You said um, uh, you know insurers are now asking that oh how can you help us digitize or how can you help us be more you know have get more access to our customers uh, since uh, you know we can't do yeah. that because of COVID. As as I'm not a thief, I always refer <laughs> to what, where where I'm stealing. And there is a, a wonderful article which I can highly recommend by Simon Torrance. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, you could look it up at LinkedIn. So embedded insurance is about getting affordable, relevant, and personalized insurance to people when and where they need it most. And that's mm-hmm. on the point of sale. That's what we try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it, it also enables insurance to be offered on different places and get it seamless into the customer journey. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, for insurers, it creates lower cost of di- distribution. Um, and for third-party organizations, embedded insurance could be an, uh, a plus in their value proposition or and create new revenue streams. And for the clients, it's simply very, very easy, easygoing insurance, easy uh, within the buying process. So that's what what insurance is all about. We we try to have fair and relevant, easily accessible insurance on the point of sale. That's what we try to introduce into the market. Mm. And don't forget um, that insurance no matter how, how nice you do it and no matter how good the, the, the customer journey is, insurance in itself is a very, very boring product. So we think that embedded insurance is a way to bypass that problem because if you don't do that, you have to spend a lot of money on sales or on advertisement to get people interested in because it's uh, yeah, 
everybody wants to, to, to look up, I don't know, his new car, his new bike, his new shoes, but nobody wants to, to look up his new insurance. Absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, one of the, the ways that we've clamored for is, um, you know, embedded insurance, but this doesn't exactly come easy or it doesn't come cheap. Um, it comes with you know, some challenges where, um, you know, not exactly um, want to be a part of those embedded insurance, especially when after technical knowledge um, on how to, you know, um, technical knowledge about insurance, more or less like feeling like they've been ripped off um, yeah. rather than seeing it from a perspective of added service. Like, are there cases where you've had um, some of these challenges, especially with your clients and connecting them um, through APIs? Well, well we, we had some issues in, uh, in, in, in clients who didn't understand what insurance is for, <laughs> just to give you an, uh, yeah, <laughs> quite a funny, funny example. We had one company who sold uh, hair and they wanted an insurance that if their product doesn't work, the insurance would pay. So of course it was impossible for us to get a coverage <laughs> for that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, most, most of our clients do understand uh, that our proposition or the, the insurance proposition will help to sell their product. Mm. I mean, an insured bike is a better bike than an uninsured bike. Mm -hmm. uh, if we, we hopefully have the chance to, to give you some examples, uh, you know, we are a ski nation. So if you go, if you go skiing, it's better to have an, an accident insurance than to have none. Mm. So all those things uh, are, helping the product get better but of course there is a lot of uh, a lot of discussion necessary to convince our clients mm. uh, just on the point of, of products right and you mentioned you know your ski nation and you know being able to put the insurance solution You know, at the point where the customer is booking a skin uh, appointment or things like that, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. You know, oh, why not buy an insurance, like an accident insurance? So, I mean, it's a risk that they are aware of that it could happen, uh, right? So being able to have something that, oh, in case it happens, oh, maybe the, the expenses, you know, from going to the hospital will be taken care of by, by the insurance company. In some of these things would need that, okay, some of the products that we have currently, you know, maybe they'll be redesigned or need to design new ones, right? But um, I'm speaking more to the point about, you know, uh, you know, when you're designing digital products, you want something that is simple, that is easy to understand, you know, and insurance being as uh, a product that has been in existence for a long time and is highly regulated and there are so many parts to it. Uh, so how do you get that balance of, you know, creating something that is simple, that is easy, but then also is adequate, adequate information? You're referring to a very important uh, thing in, 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 the, in the work we do. Half of our work with insurers is to convince them that the product has to be very lean and easy. Don't forget that uh, more than 90%, I don't know, maybe 99% of the insurance in Austria are sold via agents, either brokers or uh, employed agents. 
And of course, over the last 50 years, the products were made more and more complicated and complex so that the agent has something to tell to the, to the client. And what we are now trying to do is to do the right, the, the opposite of that. We try to make the products very easy and lean because in a, in a digital process, you can't take questions. You can't uh, answer the, the, the client and the client should know with a glimpse of his eye, what it is about. And therefore, uh, that, that's an, an important part to also to convince the insurers that they have to strip down completely their products. And when you say strip down completely their products, like, could you further elucidate on that? To, to, to give you one, one example, we, we, had a, we implemented a, a, a dental insurance, which is sold with a toothbrush. So of course, dental insurance is quite a, a complex and 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 uh, expensive uh, product, and we we cut off everything to make it easy and not so expensive for this case for to be sold with a toothbrush, and at the end, it was a, a we came out with a parametric dental insurance which pays. Uh, only a very small part of the of the original product, and of course, uh, the, just the, this this example with the ski pass, uh, the accident insurance is also you get a sum when there is an accident. That's it. Okay, so how does this um, work, especially with Bichon's model? Do you have customers, for instance? I mean, direct customers come to meet you for claims payments. Or do they go directly to organizations that you probably partner with or to lay claims to all these policies that they are, or insurance services that has been embedded in um, some of their product binds or some of the services well, that they yeah, enjoy? Yeah. Our, we only do B2B business. We don't have any B2C business, not at all. Um, our clients are large retailers, uh, commodities, banks, stuff like that. And the, the usual thing is that we do all the administration for the insurer because they are usually not able to do so. And in that process, we also discuss in some cases the product. In, in some cases, we use products from the shelf, of course, like uh, warranty extension. There's not much to, to strip down there. That's easy enough. That's uh, that's very interesting. I mean, uh, going back to your your previous comment, uh, you talked about parametric dental insurance. That's a that's an interesting combination. Uh, how how can you tell us a bit about that product? Especially, I mean, parametrics is an interesting uh, prospect that yeah, we yeah. Are definitely trying to yeah. see use cases. All right. So in in that case, we we also did it to show that we're able to do parametric insurance. Uh, but it, it was quite, quite a nice nice product. Um, you buy a toothbrush, and the toothbrush I mean toothbrushes are nearly all the same. In that case, the 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 big advantage is their software, and they have a software which um, helps you to brush your teeth properly. Okay. And it also it also gets data how you brush your teeth if you brush them long enough on and due to that you you collect some points and in if, if there are enough points 
you get uh, a higher value for your dental hygienist. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the, the, the kind of offering. And mm-hmm. of course, everything is done digital. We get mm-hmm. the data from a client, and uh, if if the end client claims is that the dental hygienist, we calculate on the basis of the points he earns during his uh, toothbrushing. Hi, I'm Dr. Neto, founder and CEO of Wella Health, where we're working on affordable access to healthcare using technology and alternative care pathways, microinsurance being central to our work. I'm delighted to be on a chat on InsurTech Business Series, where we talk about some of the stuff we're learning at Wella Health and how we can improve insurance adoption across Nigeria and Africa. Enjoy. Mm. Well, that's 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 quite interesting. It should, I mean, it should motivate it should motivate the clients to brush yeah. their teeth better. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's something again that has has been evident uh, with the advent of of, of insurtech. Uh, yeah, and, and now insurance bit. can go beyond. Uh, sorry, insurance can now go beyond just the prevention, but also uh, you can use it to change behavior. Uh, yes, improve health. Uh, and, and it's a little bit of. Gamification. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and it's really, a, it's really an interesting prospect. It just helps the industry to see what the opportunities are that technology can help, you know, uh, to, to, to bring. Uh, and, you know, apart from this, are there other, other use cases, you know, about embedded insurance uh, that uh, you have done or you are looking to go into uh, that you can share with us? Uh, I mean, to, to, to give you another example, we, we spoke lately to landlords who digitalized the whole renting process. Mm. And we're not there yet, but uh, the next step will be to include household insurance, which is mm. in Austria a pretty complex product. But every landlord is happy when his uh, rentee has a household insurance. And if you are able to include that into the into the uh, renting process, it's very easy. And it, of course, it gets mm. cheaper. Mm. Okay. Okay. I mean, this has to be one interesting conversation because embedded insurance gaining more traction and it's seeming sure um, of insurance, especially where um, insurance is not like you mentioned earlier. Insurance is not interesting to sell. A lot of people find it very difficult to want to buy insurance, um, despite having gotten a, a new car, a new house, or um, you know, um, a new household item. This is this is actually very good to see that um, insurance is actually taking the lead um, in that space, especially in Austria, but. Apart from embedded insurance, um, what does the future hold for insurance, um, especially under your own leadership? Um, I see simply the necessity of digitalization insurance. Uh, very little is done so far, as I pointed out. So there will be a large change in the future. Uh, insurance will be sold and bought as every other product, digital. And there are different ways to do so. One way is embedded. We believe in that. Uh, 
do that. We we also specialize in that. But there are many others like uh, Koya or Lemonade who try another way mm. to B two C business. Very successful, very good. And I'm yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very confident that that will change in the very near future. Don't forget that especially the younger people in Austria. I mean, they they're used to that kind of of, of buying things, mm. and mm. they are somehow. I mean, it's unreal to 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 have the necessity mm -hmm. to contact mm -hmm. a broker, then to sign with, someone. with the pen, then waiting yeah. 14 days to get the, the policy. <laughs> I mean, that's all, yeah, all uh, <laughs> not, not real anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And speaking about, I mean, the customer experience uh, in terms of buying things, big changing, right? Uh, There's this thing as well that we are seeing as regards, you know, online marketplaces and insurance being embedded in those platforms. Uh, uh, we see the likes of Amazon, you know, doing something like that, you know, and you know, testing thing out things in that space. What are your thoughts about, you know, insurance and, you know, the e-commerce uh, industry? Is that something that we definitely should be holding on? I mean, there are a lot of engagements on that platform because people go there to buy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, Amazon isn't the client of us, but uh, I think <laughs> we show already that this is possible and, and it is done. I mean, they, they do that already. Yeah. And to give you another very funny, Mercedes uh, quitted mm all sales contracts in Austria. They simply mm. created it. Uh, if you want to buy a Mercedes now, these days, you can only buy it directly at Mercedes on their webpage. Mm. You, there there wow. are no dealers anymore. None. Mm. Not a single one. And of course, they already got together with an Introtech to build mm. them the car insurance because when you're on their homepage buying a car, Of course, they will offer the the insurance with it. I mean, that's mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's the, the the next logical step. That's the the beauty of embedded insurance. <laughs> yeah, makes it. I mean, this this is honestly the future of you know insurance, and um, you've done well to actually um, explain, especially with examples, um, on how um, insurance is going to be perceived, you know, um, in the future. But in, in all of this, what would you advise, especially for, you know, human capital space? Because then again, all of the underwriting skills, all of the, um, you know, um, insurance acquired skills to change. And now that we're moving to a more digitalized um, um, insurance industry, it means that some of those skills that we had acquired before, I'm sure because you've worked in traditional insurance industry, you would honestly understand what I'm saying. Well, I, I, I really think that you have to have a, a decent knowledge and understanding of digital processes. I mean, not, not everybody has to, to write the, the codes, but uh, you, you should understand how these things work. Uh, and, and, and get more into the client. I mean, don't, don't forget in Austria, Again, I, I don't I don't know much about uh, Nigerian insurance, but in Austria, the real client of the insurance is the broker. So mm -hmm. the end client is not there, mm -hmm. and the and 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 the whole process looks like that. Mm -hmm. So it's not very friendly for the customer, mm -hmm. and that will have to change in the future. And we need people in insurance who see that 
as their target and as their occupation to make insurance easy, accessible for the end client, not for the broker. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, I can tell you that uh, even in, in Nigerian spaces, the broker's market, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, so uh, that has, like you said, uh, made it that uh, there are not so many touch points uh, for insurance companies with the customer, in the direct customer. And so uh, technology now is saying that you know, all of this uh, engagement, customer engagement needs to change. Uh, so in speaking to insurers or for insurers who are, are listening to you now, um, as they embrace this future of insurance, this embedded future, you know, embedded finance, embedded insurance, uh, what technological capabilities uh, you think are key? Uh, I mean, from all the engagements that you've been having, what are the challenges that are there? What, what, do you, what are you going to tell insurers who are listening? Uh, you, you, you said something very clever about the, the touch points. Mm. Uh, to, uh, just, just to point out that, for example, banks... They're driven mm. by many contacts. I mean, you, you need your yeah. bank account every day or more times a day. Mm. And uh, with an insurance contract, if, if it's very bad, like a, like a life insurance, you might have two touch points mm. when, you, when you buy it and when you mm. get out the money. There's mm. no other touch point. So the, the, some insurers, they, they, they also try to produce apps but nobody yeah. uses them because there are no touch points. So mm-hmm. yeah, they have to, to, to change that, that view. So getting back to what insurers should try to develop. I mean, first of all, um, APIs. I mean, we, we have, we, we, we produced an API for our clients and another one for the insurers. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We didn't, use the one for the insurers once because they are not able to mm. to get the data. We sent mm. them Excel sheets, which is, wow. I mean, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I think real-time policy issuing will mm. be uh, uh, an issue in the future because mm. fast delivery, I mean, if, if you buy something from Amazon, mm-hmm. you get it next day to your door. Yeah. And most of the insurers, it takes them... 10 or 14 days to produce a policy. That's not acceptable acceptable anymore. I know that it's quite hard for them because of their old IT systems, but that has to be changed. Uh, and of course, people would like to have digital claims management. Mm-hmm. I mean, your phone, uh, get, getting your claims over the phone would be mm-hmm. yeah, necessary because you do everything over your phone. So why yeah. not the claims? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting that we sort of have like um, a replica of what is happening in Austria. So, I mean, Damola, this is not only, this does not only happen to us here in Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you mentioned all of these things, I, I think we can actually relate because yeah. it's about the issues that we are currently facing. <laughs> and just, just to add, because Austria is so small, the German market is 10 larger than the Austrian, mm. problems are pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is I mean, interesting. Had, 
Mm, yeah, it's interesting uh, how the insurance industry, you know, in different countries, but then some of the experiences are, same, are similar. And uh, Very. we can definitely see that there is, there is a, a place for technology, as a place for insurtechs to play a huge role. And, you know, I, I think uh, I wanted to mention that we had uh, Dr. Robin Kira. Uh, First, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, from in, in Germany. And you know, speaking about customer experience and how, you know, I know that you, you, you were speaking earlier about uh, agents, you know, you know, dominating the markets in, in Austria along with brokers, right? Uh, you know, agents are, are huge here as well, all right? But, you know, there's need for technology as well to, to improve some of the experiences. And, I mean, that's that's what we are keen about you know, in short term business series, how we can help the industry see that uh, these opportunities are there and we need to take them, especially at the back of uh, COVID. Yeah, full, I fully agree. That's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's astonishing how how backwards uh, insurance is, uh, but it, it has to do with, with the way they do their business. Business it has to do with the, with the low interest for insurance. And of course, it has to do that they still earn a lot of money. So there's no there's no there's no need to change or they think there is no need. Yeah, luckily for us, yeah, COVID nineteen sort of fast tracked <laughs> yeah. um, that process, and so we're, we're happy to see most of these technological changes and um, um, you know fast fast tracked um, digitalization in that space. But moving on from that, um, before we let you off, Hammer. But one of the things we like to know and we also like our audience to know is um, what does the next few years hold for you, uh, generally for Bishurant? So, uh, first of all, there, there are very few companies who do what we do. There are, I don't know, three or four companies all over Europe who do who are really specialized in embedded insurance. So, our plan is to become the leading B2B2C insurance platform in Europe. Because of course, Austrian market is much too small, so that's then that's what we what we try to achieve in the next few years, uh, or maybe after this interview, even uh, in Nigeria. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be great. So, in, in terms of, of, of the insurance industry, uh, you know, in the next five ten years, what what will be your prediction? What do you think that we'll begin to see across Europe, even across the world? From, I mean, we've seen lemonade today. We've seen uh, Hippo. You know, we've seen Get Safe in Germany. I'm I'm not quite sure if there will be the the, the so-called Kodak moment where where they all collapse. No, I don't think so because it it uses up so much capital to 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 found an insurance company that uh, very few will get into that market. But the role of the insurers will change and and some parts of the earning process will be cut off, like sales or like administration, what we do. Uh, I think that will change in the future. And uh, if, if, the, if insurers don't cooperate with these new digital ways of doing business, they will be cut down to their main work, which is uh, collecting money uh, and covering risk. 
that will stay with them because that's too expensive for somebody. Yeah. Mm. But that's my point of view. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, that's 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 very valid. And yeah, thank you, thank you very much for that. It's it's really been a pleasure, pleasure speaking with you and super exciting conversation. You know, learning about what what you're doing and, and how embedded insurance really can change uh, the industry. And thank you very much uh, for for joining us. Uh, it's been really a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you very much. I hope uh, I could give some insight into the the Austrian insurance market. Could you like tell us how or tell our audience how people could, you know, reach out to you, especially when you're trying to learn, um, I mean, what insurance is doing or for, you know, sponsorships or partnerships? Um, sure. I mean, do, of, of course, we, we have a, a web page, which is uh, insurance.com. Uh my name should be, or my email address should be written down, but it's herman.fried at bisurance.com. Uh, and I'm very happy to receive some, some questions or, or other comments. Thank you. Hi, and I hope you did enjoy that conversation. Quite interesting one. Do ensure that you continue to listen to our podcast and share as well with your colleagues and friends uh, future episodes and even previous ones on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, on every platform that you get your podcasts. Right. And also don't forget to join the conversation on all of our social media platforms. You might have comments, reviews, as well as questions. Please do share on our LinkedIn page, on our Twitter page, as well as remember to follow us.